0: Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing good. Tuesday morning again, another God story. And uh, I want to start this morning just uh, maybe pray just a little bit uh, for us all. I know that we, we get on here and, you know, we we go right into uh, a message or go right into teaching and and learning and the Lord's really been. You know uh, as you know has been really anointing these god stories uh sessions that we've been doing but uh, i just want to pray for everybody that's going to be watching uh either watching now or going to be watching uh if there's anything we need is not just prayer but prayer is a place of intimacy a place where you can build relationship with god and uh, and not only with god if you pray with one another. Uh, it binds you together as one unit. It, it causes the Spirit of God to bring everyone together. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in prayer sessions that are really real, where everybody is truly real and love one another, but it's a little bit different. I've been in prayer sessions with my the ones that are really divine, and they're they're close in relationship with us, and uh, the atmosphere is different. It's not an intercession. Uh, moment where everybody shows up off on how great of a prayer they, you know, prayer warrior they are. Um, there's more of a care in what you pray, and there's a sensitivity in uh, the Holy Spirit and what He wants to pray. So let's just pray this morning, real quickly. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for every person that's going to be watching and that's watching this morning. I ask that you'd heal them that you deliver them from anything that keeps you from having a uh, them from having a relationship with you, Lord. Lord, there's several, uh, Lord, that uh, you've knocked on their door, and uh, kind of like the, the woman in the in Song of Solomon, she stayed laying in her bed as he he was standing on the other side of the door, dripping with his hands dripping with oil and And Lord, and she didn't get up. And after that, he walked away. And Lord, I I just ask Lord, anybody that has been laying in their bed, uh, when they've heard the knock and knew that they were either supposed to do something with him or walk closer with him, or maybe even an invitation to get rid of something and trust him deeper in certain situations. Lord, I just, I pray that you help us get out of that bed of comfort, um, and to be able to open up our hearts, the door of our hearts, and trust you deeper. Lord, we ask that you just have relationship with us as we want to have relationship with you. That's, Well, that's really what you made man for, was to have relationship with him and to walk on the earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'd wake everyone up that's going to be watching uh, this session and is watching this morning that every person would hear a knock uh, either today or this week on their hearts. We ask that, Lord, and we ask that you keep binding us closer together, closer together with you and one, one, and one another. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us, Lord. That means you're always going to want to be with us. You're always wanting to have a relationship with us. And if there's anything more important is having a relationship with us, then that's got to be important to us as well with you and with one another. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, I do want to kind of take a side road here uh, with everyone. I know that we're still on this track of uh, walking in the spirit and understanding his voice. But uh, I wanted to share a couple of things that have to do with uh, intimacy and relationship this morning uh, because it's I feel like it's on his heart. Uh, lately, I don't know if you have themes that happen in your life where it's not only for people that come to you for, for advice or it could be things that happen to you in, during the week, but it seems like that same theme that same thing keeps coming up, you know, during the week. And uh, lately, that all this this past week and uh, even starting yesterday, um, uh, I've had this same theme of getting back in relationship with God. And uh, and I don't mean that as far as uh, pe- people that are lost. Uh, these are I'm I'm speaking of. Christians that are not in relationship with God. They've accepted their, their lives. You know, they've, they've accepted Jesus's life as their savior, but he's not yet their Lord yet. And he's not yet their friend, uh, much less their Lord. Uh, and to be his friend, uh, you've got to be as he is and have relationship with him as you would your best friend on the earth. And, uh, we seem to kind of push that aside and maybe start ministries. Uh, we do outreaches and evangelism and so forth. And, and all that seems to be good. But what if we're going to have a deep relationship with God, then every person that we do an outreach with or every person that we come in contact with that come into our lives that uh, are really touched by the spirit of God through us, then we're going to have to have responsibility to be in relationship with them. And uh, we're never taught that. We're never taught to take care of those that God gives us. Um, we're most likely, subconsciously, uh, are taught to bring those that God gives us in and then mark it down and let's start a church or let's start a group and uh, man, let's do prayer warriors and let's, you know, let's save the world. But uh, that's not the way it works. Uh, the, way it, the way it truly works is. You bring them in just as Jesus did, and you take care of them. Uh, you you lead them into all truth, and you do the best that you can to be their shepherd. Uh, and that's the way Jesus was. And I want to I want to show you here in just a couple of scriptures one of the true ways of having ministry, uh, to having a relationship with God and a relationship with people, because this doesn't this principle doesn't just work. Uh, for people that are in ministry or people that are following God, this principle works in, on all cases of life, whether you're a businessman or whether you're uh, you know someone that takes care of people's houses or whatever it may be, you, you could be a plumber, you could be you could be uh, a grocery store manager. but uh, one thing I've learned is is if you take care of those that God gives you, you'll find that it releases more of God to be able to take care of you as well. Uh, but most of us uh, are not taught to take care of one another. and We just think that God's going to do it himself. And that is so true. God is going to do it himself through us. And uh, and we would say, well, my gosh, that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. It's a whole lot of work. And it, it, it puts Jesus's life more in the perspective of being real, because what Jesus did, it took a while to cultivate a true divine relationship with a group of guys. It took three and a half years to to hang out with them, walk with them, go through uh, these stonings of accusations, and and then they had to walk through it with him as well. Can you imagine walking with the leader that uh, most of his life there was it was. You know, Facebook tweets of how bad he was. Uh, uh, Twitters of saying uh, that he's a false prophet and that he's of the devil. And you're one of his followers. But yet they loved him. The reason why they loved him is because he first loved them. And that's the, that's the thing with us is that sometimes when we first meet someone, and we know, we can feel that it's a divine relationship, we first love them, and but then afterward, that's it, and that when we first love them, they want to be with us, they want to have relationship with us, because they can feel the love of the Father that comes out of us, but the way that we've been trained is let's first love them, draw them in, and then let's leave them, let's do some other things, let's okay we got that planted let's plant something else you know and before you know it uh, we as people have basically uh, brought forth orphans we we showed them God's love and we love them first and then they began to love us or love the father in us and then before you know it we're we're gone and uh, we can't do that anymore. We we got to show God's love the way He showed it, in uh, in these scriptures. And you can see in Scripture from Genesis all the way to Revelation that God wanted to walk with man so much so, even when when God when man rejected the the call of God on Mount Sinai, He asked Moses to just welcome everybody to come up. He wanted His whole family to be on the mountain with him and they told him no Moses you go up and so this wonderful God that says he'll never leave us or forsake us he thought well if they reject they're rejecting me not to come up here then I'll go down there which says a whole lot it means he's saying that my you're having a relationship with man is more important than having my throne And having my ministry here in heaven, man, you got—we have got to get that. I mean, that was that was a divine movement that God did. He chose to say, "Okay, well then, I I want to come down there. If they if they don't want to come up here, I want to come down there." So He made uh, man create a tabernacle so that He could come from off the mountain and into this linen wall of, of of sanctuary called the Moses, tabernacle of Moses and he dwelt in that linen wall or in that secret, we're going to call it the most holy place but he was in that linen wall, that that tent and of course Peter later on talks about um, in, the, in the word of God that you know we this flesh is the tent of God which you can see that God still wants to come in the, into this linen wall and have true relationship with us. And uh, that's the way we've got to do it with one another. Our, our lives uh, our, our, or our selfishness has got to be less important and relationship with people have got to be more important than us building a ministry or, or building building a, a, a big um, corporate business business. Uh, making money and so forth, if we cause our lives or cause allow God cause God to allow us to change as He is, then every provision that you've ever wanted and that you work for to go get will start coming to you. Because everything that God is is love. It's all bound up in love. If He's love, then there's provision. And where there's love, there's miracles. Where there's love, there's power to fight off the enemy and to destroy him. And all these, you can, you can look, at, look it up and study it yourself in the word of God. Love followed man all the way through this Bible. And it is a shame that he had to follow him. He had to go after him. You ever gone after relationships because if you knew if you could get in that relationship or in that group, Man, it would, it would make you go to another level. Have you ever had, tried to network yourself to where, man, if I can get there, I can go to that next level. And we all have some of the, some of that subconscious thinking. You may not think it, but we do. A lot of us, you know, most of us are taught that we've got to get in a relationship because it's taking us somewhere, but we've got to get out of that. The way God, Pursued man was the way that we're thinking about this whole thing. I can go somewhere. Think about God, man, if I could just get with man and man could just get with me, we could really go somewhere. And so he pursues man throughout the whole Bible. So much so that he chose to come not only in a cloud, but now he humbles himself and makes himself of sinful flesh so that he can chase us even more. I mean, he left the throne so that he could be with man, which gave him the throne, which kept the throne. And how many of us want to try to keep our throne or keep those places and, and not sacrifice them for relationship. And if you do, if you live that way, uh, you lose the throne. Because you're doing it all in fear. Because love can take care of everything. Because that's God. Isn't that amazing? And I, and that's the way Jesus is. That's the way God has been, you know, from the foundations of the earth. He is love. He's uh, He looks at the stars and he's just in love with it all. He's just, everything, everything is saying, I want to be with you. Everything in this creation is is groaning and moaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. That doesn't mean for us to take over. That means we wake up as sons and daughters. That means we start uh, being like our father. We start loving one another as he loves us. And then all creation starts to wake up. Because if you're selfish, you're back into that place of fear. And that's a place where poverty dwells. And, uh, it says here, if you want to turn there, I want to read the scripture where Jesus is about to pray, and he's or he's praying here in John seventeen, verse six. John seventeen, verse six it says, "I have manifested your name to men." This is the Lord speaking to Daddy. So I've manifested your name to the men to the men whom you have given me out of the world. Isn't that amazing? He's at a place of agony, and instead of thinking about himself, he's thinking about his men that God had given him. He's basically saying, I have been so faithful to these men, and I've manifested uh, your name, and how did he manifest his name? He didn't manifest his name through just teaching, and that's the way we're subconsciously taught. Well, we got to manifest His name, and, and man, we got to preach. and we got to teach, we got to evangelize and manifest His name. No, the way you manifest is means you've got to materialize His name. It means you have to live it. So He manifested His name to these men, which He showed them not only by speaking, but he lived the word. He was the word. And so he manifested it, that, that the name of uh, the Father or the nature of heaven to them by walking in front of them, loving them, caring for them, uh, allowing them to be a part of his life and him, and him being a part of their life. And the more you allow people to be a part of your life, it opens up their doors to allow you to be a part of their life. And we have missed that quite a bit uh, in this life because uh, the enemy's after this. The enemy doesn't want us to get into this place of intimacy with one another when he would much rather allow, keep us to save our life and you, we, we lose it. And to save, to lose your life for Christ's sake means the people that you come in contact with, you've got to lose your life for them you got to put down the things that you want and the things that you think you can build and, and make great things of for God. You've got to put that down, lose that life so, so that you can find it and manifest Jesus' life to these people and love them with all your heart. That is a tough thing to do because we are so taught out of the spirit of selfishness. And you watch this with Jesus because it's it's awesome how Jesus is praying because he should be, you know, trying to grow for himself. But he's thinking about his voice. He's thinking about his relationship or his intimacy that he has with these men. He said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word How many of us have had those that fall have fallen away, and we, we have said uh, we have said that you know they have an Absalom spirit, or uh, we blame them for walking away or have fallen away, and I understand that some do, but could be could it be that some fall away because we haven't been shepherds, we haven't been home with them. We haven't, home means that we haven't been in their hearts. We haven't taken the time to be with them. Just be with them, not preach to them. Be with them. Could we see people keep his word and live his word if we shepherded them uh, this way? I believe it could be. Because he didn't lose a one except that one was the son of perdition or that one that you know betrayed him. Let's keep, let's keep reading here. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known all that all things which you have given me are from you. Man, how would you like to be manifesting the love of the Father so much in your life to where you're not important, they are, and they see the love of the Father? And they see that everything that you have done has been the Lord. Can you imagine ending your ministry like that? Can you imagine ending your life like that? Whether you're a businessman or a plumber, everybody knows that was the Father. That was the Lord. And they all believed in God. And it was true that it was true because the way you lived in front of them, the way that you walked, the way that you cared for them, man we've lost that art but we're going to get it back god's going to uh, he's going to call on many that to walk this thing out and there'll be many that will not choose it because it's going to be too hard or i'm just too busy i've got a, you know i've got some i got a bunch of land that i've, I've bought and uh, i've got to take care of that and, and that has a lot to do it's not just land uh, those excuses he mentions in in his word that means you you've uh, land is also people, you know, I've gotten all these people and, uh, man, I just don't have time to, you know, take time to have a relationship. I, I, I've just got to, I got to just take care of all these things and make sure I keep my land going. And, uh, that won't work with the Lord in the coming days. And, uh, if you're, you're in that place to where you've, you've planted so many things that you, you really can't, uh, and it's taken your your awareness of God away and it's taking you being able to be intimate with the people that God has given you, you might want to just consider, you know, I might want to give some of this away to really follow after the way God truly walks. And that's a hard thing because those that have already bought or already have all this land, that's a lot to give up for just following this thing called Jesus. But it's coming, guys. It is coming. And there's a lot of folks out there right now that have uh, that have bought a lot of land, that have uh, taken land and taken a lot of people in. But they can't be intimate with all of them, but they're taking them in because their heart is wanting to build something big instead of build something big in the heart of man. And it takes time to build that in the heart of man. But if we could all do it, Together, then that love and that heart of God would would manifest even faster if we really took care of just the few that has been given to us. And if you'll notice Jesus's ministry, he had twelve. He didn't have three thousand. He had uh, he had twelve, and he had one that betrayed him, which says a whole lot. It says a whole lot. Let's keep going. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you. Wow. You imagine having that kind of character, where they know you are from God, because of the way you walked with them. The way you took care of them. The way you took, you, you would take your, his group aside at times and teach them the mysteries of the kingdom. When he could have had three thousand to speak with, and, you know, and people are groping for the to see the great ministry of Jesus, and he takes he takes his time to take a few aside and teach them. It wasn't just what he taught them; they were just blown away that he he could have had this massive ministry. And he just takes them aside and says, "Hey, come on with me. I want I want to go spend some time with you." That in itself allowed them to see God. They allow it allowed them to see that God is personal. He's not something that's stale, that's or oh, sterile. He uh, he's intimate, and in order to create new, create babies, you have to have intimacy. And I'm going to tell you what, he created major babies here with this group. And they have believed that you sent me. Now here here we go. He says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Someone asked me uh, a long time ago, I was driving back uh, up to the mountains and somebody called, they wanted to do an interview over the phone. And they said, how, I have one, one, one question I want to ask is how can you multiply your ministry? And I took this scripture and I said, if you're faithful with little, Now, faithful with little, I said, doesn't mean that you just teach them. It means you have to be with them. And if you're faithful with them, God will be faithful to multiply. But if you're trying to multiply them, and you're trying to multiply yourself out of your own power, you'll find yourself in poverty constantly because you have to keep it up. And if you feel like you're 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 in poverty, even though you're multiplying, you you will even that poverty or that fear of that poverty will make you even multiply more, because you're you're afraid that nothing will come in for you, and so you keep doing it, but nothing is blessed. It's kind of like Cain, you know. Cain was a tiller of the ground, and he brought forth fruit in his own strength. And he brought it toward the Lord. I mean, a lot of fruit. This man could could really plow the ground. And he brought forth a lot of fruit in his own strength. And God totally rejected it. Not that he didn't love Cain. But that in the way God actually multiplies. He's faithful in little. He's faithful in us just having relationship with him. If Cain would have just stopped and asked the Lord, What is it that you desire? He would have heard God and then brought it forth. But Cain brought forth what he desired and expected God to bless it. And we're still doing that today. We still multiply a lot of things and we call it God and we're expecting God to say it's a blessing. And it's really not. And we'll find ourselves in poverty. And then we get upset. Why ain't God here? And then you've got another. You got an Abel that comes along, and he's asking the Lord, "What do you like?" And he, I'd like a lamb. He throws one lamb on the altar, and God faith, blesses it and gives him all this favor. It's not because God didn't love one and hate the other. One listened to the Lord, and one didn't. One wanted what God desired. One one, one wanted what he desired, and for God to bless it and say it's the Lord. And there's a big difference in between there. And here we see God, Jesus praying for the ones that, he, that was given to him. He's not praying for the world. Oh, I want the whole world to be saved right now. This is my moment. I'm going to the cross. And I pray this one time for everybody to be saved. You know? No, he's saying, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me for they are yours now watch this, he's not thinking about the whole world he's thinking about those he is that's been given to him he is being faithful in this little place, in this little thing God has given him, he's had this huge ministry, he's had thousands of people following but he's had only a few that he knows Papa has given him and he's been faithful with them alright now watch this. and He says, and all, all mine are yours and yours are mine and, and I am glorified in them. Then watch this. As he is being faithful with the ones that God has given him in that place of that one little spot, he suddenly switches and he says, now I'm no longer in this world what I'm no longer in this world by him being faithful in those little things God translated him into the realm of the spirit in the place of heaven and he looks and he says I am no longer in this world in the world now watch this but these are in the world and I come to you Holy Father Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we, are, as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you, have, you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak to in the world, that they may have my joy Fulfilled in in themselves. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. I did not pray that you should take them out of the world. But that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of of the world. Just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. By your word. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified. Now watch this switch. I do not, because he's not in the world now. He's now, he is switched over into a realm of heaven. And now he's praying into, into the, into the place of the spirit. And now he switches. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word. See, when he was faithful with the little things, God now switches him because now he knows that he is faithful with everything. And so now the spirit of God starts to move and he's able to see things globally or in that place of the universe. And now he's seeing things In the future. Why? Because he was faithful with the present. Think about that. He's able to see things in the future now. Because he was faithful with the things that are in the present. And how many of us think about future more more than we do present? When if you're faithful with the present things. It will give you vision for the future. But it's supernatural. Supernatural. And that's what's happening with him. So I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Look at that, that last one. I and them, and you and me, that they may know that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. What's he saying? Well, he's saying a lot, but he's basically saying the world is going to be saved. I don't just pray for them now. I've switched over and now I'm praying for those that you're going to send them to. And because of the love that they manifested, oh, they're manifesting in themselves through the way that I cared for them, the way that I, I taught them, the way that I walk with them. Now they're going to do the same thing. And now I can see that the world is going to be saved by your power and by your love. Because that love is now in them. Because you, I have walked with them as you walk with me. As you loved me, I loved my neighbor. And because I did that, now the world, the neighbors are going to save the world through your name, and through our love for one another. That's powerful. But where has this gone? Why have we lost this? Why are we so business-driven or corporate-driven? And I mean that by the world standpoint. Why are we in such a hurry to multiply When God is the one that multiplies, if you really want to see multiplication done very fast, then slowly be faithful with the ones that God has given you in your own in your own sphere. But if you've got a lot of them out there that you've already, you know, kind of loved and now you got them hooked, but you don't stay in relationship with them. It's going to be hard to let go because you've already built your kingdom. You've already bought all this land. And when God says, hey, I want you to do it this way. In other words, come and follow me. Follow me this way. Do it the way that I do it. A lot of us that have a lot of things in our hands, we're going to be like the rich man. It's going to be really hard to enter into that narrow gate because we have so much stuff, but we did it on our own strength instead of his. Man, if we could repent and get back into relationship with God and be faithful with him and be faithful with the the ones that he He gives to us, then that love that's imparted between those relationships that you have and that faithfulness that you have with those relationships that God has given you, then it will spread like wildfire and there'll be a domino effect that will happen. But at first, it takes a while to build a relationship. And in this world, the enemy drives us To build things fast. Lay man, you're my friend. My gosh, we're called. Hallelujah, you're a leader. Let's get going. You know, all of that stuff is just the push of the enemy. And before you know it, you've lost your way. Let me show you uh, a little bit of this in a scripture that happens quickly. I hope this helps. Let me pull this up. It's John four. Turn over there with me. John four. Or I'll start John five. You gotta understand that the Spirit of God is this way. The Spirit of God is 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 focusing on you. He's if he's this way with through Jesus, then that's the way he is in heaven. So he's actually he's he's faithful with every little person that God brings into him. When God draws a relationship unto the Spirit, that's you. Can, and I don't know how many of you have out there have been like this, but you had this moment with the Spirit that is so divine and it's so wonderful, and then the, and and it, it feels like utopia. It just. Everything's just wonderful, and you feel God. And isn't it funny? It's like it leaves. But it doesn't leave, we leave. We get pushed by the spirit of the world. Now we got to do this and now we got to do that. And we walk away from the very place that He wanted us to be. And if we could have cultivated that together in relationship with Him, then those people that needed that type of relationship. He would start drawing in, or he would start drawing you to these certain places to give the same type of utopia to others and bring a group of his family in. And you be faithful with those just as he's been faithful with you. And that's the way the Lord was. The Spirit of God was faithful with Jesus, and he understand how faithful he was in that relationship and how he treated him. Treated him. And then he did the same thing with the disciples and then it, it was a domino effect let's watch this so he came this is John 5 John 4 verse 5 so he came to the city of Samaria which is called Sychar near the plot of, of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph now he's going back to his his heritage right that's where we're going back. We're going back to our heritage. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And then a woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now she's stunned that Jesus is now, be, he's being kind and he's asking her. He's asking one that you're supposed to reject to help him. So she's more important. If, if That person that the father is drawing to him is very important because that's the one that can give him a drink. And how many of us pray, oh, I want, man, I need another drink of water. And you have got these people that God has sent in your life, like this woman. They're the very ones, they're the very ones that can give you a drink. I won't even go there, but it's true. So let's keep going, because there's so many things, there's so many revelations that are in this concerning how we are to walk. Then the woman at Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me? A Samaritan woman for the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. So she's just blown away that he's being kind and he's asking her for something. And Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, who who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will will become in him a fountain of uh, water springing up into everlasting life. Now we're thinking Jesus is speaking to her as a commander and a Lord, but no, he's trying to show her how wonderful it is to live this type of life. So you can imagine the excitement that Jesus is giving to her. And so she's looking at him like, wow, this is awesome. This man's talking to me. He's having a relationship with me. And now he's telling me some secrets. He's taking his time with a woman. And the woman said to her, Sir, give me this drink that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. In other words, give me this drink. I don't want to do this anymore. That's what people are thirsty for. They're thirsty for love thirsty for someone that would sit for a moment and care for them doesn't matter how rejected they are it doesn't matter if they. God has brought someone in your life they are the ones that can actually cause the fountain of life to spring up in you and sometimes these people that are rejected uh, are really sent to draw water up from you so that you could even have a drink so that you could even feel better about yourself do you have a story, God story, where someone gave you a drink that was from an unlikely source? <laughs> yeah, I have all of those. I had a. I, I've shared this before, but uh, mine have come to kind of like the Samaritan uh, because later on you can see she said, uh, "Let's read this and I'll tell you the story." It says Jesus said to her, "And go." She says, "I," uh, said to her, "Sir, give me this water, I might." Thou might not thirst again. Nor come here and draw. And Jesus said to her, Go and call your husband and, and come here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. So now through having conversation and having true relationship, this is not a teaching moment. Even though it is a teaching moment, teaching comes out of love. Not to get someone into something. That's not, that's, That's not a, that's not real love. Jesus is really having a relationship with this woman and he loves her. And so love comes out and just teaches automatically. He's not having to conjure up a message to get her saved. Okay. And so he says, go, he said, Jesus said to her, call your husband. She says, I have no husband. So now she's being truthful. He says, you have, you have well said, I have no husband you have had five husbands and there and the one whom you now have is not your husband and that you spoke truly and the woman said to him sir I perceive that you are a prophet our fathers worshiped on this mountain and you and you Jews say that in Jerusalem that is the place where one ought to worship and Jesus said to her Jesus said to her woman believe me the, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father and you worship that you you worship what you do not know and we know that what we worship for salvation of the Jews but the hour is coming and now is now is means love doesn't have prejudice there's no boundaries now everything's changed it says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the woman said, I uh, said to him, I know that the Messiah is, is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. So Throughout, throughout care and relationship between this man, Jesus, and this woman, the Jesus, God, shows himself. And it was out of a conversation at a well through the spirit of care and relationship. If you want to see Jesus, Get into true care and relationship with one another. Because if you're that way toward the Lord, and you have your quiet time and all your intimate moments and all your worship time, then the same way with that has got to be the same way here. Then you will be able to see the manifestation and the revelation of Jesus. And he shows himself. I who speak to you am he. And of course, she, she marvels and you, if you'll watch the rest of it it says the woman then verse 28 left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did could this be the Christ then they went out to the city and came to him so here's that thing about being faithful with the little he was faithful with the little Sorry, I'm going to turn on my battery here just to make sure my battery doesn't go low. When he was faithful with that one little thing, not to make her do ministry, he wasn't considering, he wasn't thinking about uh, trying to get them to do ministry or trying to get her to do something so that she could fill in a gap in his ministry and all of that stuff. That's that's man-type formulation. She did it organically. She fell in love with a man that loved her. And she went out and did it without having to be trained. Because the real true training was this man having a relationship with her. Which made her want to run out and tell everybody about Jesus. And the whole town comes out. Now, you flip that over a couple of years, he's in relationship with his bride, which is these 12 men. And let's just look at her as these 12 men, they were thirsty. He comes and welcomes them as they are, a tax collector, you name it, a fisherman, uh, all, all types of different uh, men that were from different cultures and they were thirsty and he gave it to them he spent the same type of moment with them as he did with this woman except he did it for three and a half years now you can understand why the world was turned upside down because they loved him so much they didn't have to go out and try to get their word they didn't have to go study and make sure they're you know, their word is right on. They knew the man. They knew Jesus. They were uneducated men, but when they opened their mouth, people knew they had been with Jesus. Think about that. Could your study even go down? Why are you studying so much? Because Are you doing it so you can we can speak a word, Or are you doing it so that you can know him? And if you know him, your message or your words come out through the spirit of love as the woman did. Or as Jesus did to the woman. And many get saved because they can see, my gosh, he's been with him or she's been with him. Why? Because you're loving them as he loves you. You're cultivating a relationship with them. Your your language changes. You really mean what you're saying. You're not saying it because you're trying to get somebody saved. You're saying it because you care for them and you love them. And then that love awakens them to want to have Jesus, to want to have the same spirit that you're carrying because you're showing it. Man, that's a different way of doing things. That's a different way of life. And yet there's no telling me times, you know, I've had these drinks. But drinks to me come differently. Uh, uh, One drink came, uh, someone says, you know, the question was, do you have a God story where someone gave you a drink? Oh, absolutely. Uh, But you got to understand, God uses people so that he can give you a drink. But that doesn't mean that the person has to come with a holy reverence. They can come in a way that really could offend you, to get you to love more, which will cause love to sprout up that you've never loved, where you've never loved. And you take a drink of Jesus that you've never drank drank before. Let me give you one. Um, I had one man that, that uh came to me where he was cut from temple to chin. He, he was uh he was a high priest and in Satanism. And he walked right up to me and got right in my face. And when he did, love sprouted up in me, the, this drink that I needed. I needed this drink. Because if I can't drink, I can't give. If I don't have something welling up in me that is like a fountain of living water, I can't give anything. I could give scripture, but I've got to give love. And in love, there's true scripture. Right? And so he came up to me and got right up in my face. And this this overwhelming flood of love started to spring up in me. i would never had this before. And it started taking over. But I, I had learned that everything that is around me is, is for my good. And if I can die to my offense of the way that I see things, I could maybe get a drink of water that no one else has ever gotten a drink of water from. And so when he came up to me, this fountain of living water just sprouted up. And this love and revelation hit me so strong that I started tearing up. And when I teared up, I fell into this person's, this high priest's chest and just grabbed him and hugged him. And I loved him. I mean, I really loved him because I saw him. I didn't see him as a minister or try to get him saved. I really saw him. As Papa would seem. I mean, why would Papa be intimidated? If if Papa's not intimidated and he's not going to die because of something coming up to his face, why can Why do I have to be intimidated? I mean, that this is this world of God in me, and I got to drink, and I I hugged him, and this guy lost it. At first he was stiff, but then he realized what I was doing. I meant there's a difference they know they know I'm, They know when you hug them and you're not really meaning it because they're more spiritual than we are and I hugged him in a way that I like I'd hug my own son literally and he just broke and started crying and the devil came out of him you know what he said he said, this is the real Jesus, isn't it? I was like, I guess so. I've gotten a drink myself, you know. And, and I whispered in his ears, and I could say, yes, it is. I didn't preach to him. I truly cared for this man, a young man. I truly cared for this young man and truly loved him as my own son. Because he was. Papa had brought a son. A son that was lost. He'd spent his inheritance on witchcraft and all kinds of prodigal things. And God clothed him. He clothed him. Gave him a new garment. And then I after we cried together I told him who he really was and he just weeped and opened up about a few things that God had spoken to him about when he was a young man and I could see the Lord as I was telling him who he was and he was crying and I saw the father give him his ring back he'd give him his cloak And then he gave him his identity back. And I walked away from that situation and the Lord whispered, I gave you a drink today. And I saw the way he gives drinks in a whole different way. And uh, it changed my whole life. It changed the perspective of ministry. It changed the it changed the perspective of how I see people and how I'm supposed to love people and how people are really for me. They're for God to wake up in me. They they are they come so that the fountain can wake up in me and spring forth living water so that it can brush brush out and wash out some more stuff. That is not of God in me, and I walked while, I walked away completely clean of prejudice, because I got a new drink of water from that that fountain that that was that sprung up in me. That was a that was one of the drinks that I got, and see this this is the same way they come to after. After this woman drops her water pot, the, man come, they, the disciples come and uh, they urge him to drink. Oh, they urge him to eat. And he goes basically, hey, I have already eaten. I have food to eat of which you do not know. You know. In other words, you just don't understand. This woman came to me so that I could eat. I've got strength now. Could those that God sends in your life be the food that you need for God to continue growing in you and to sprout in you? By scriptures, yes. So today you've seen... Jesus, or we've seen Jesus today in a whole different way. But that same Jesus, that's faithful with just the ones that he's, he's that the Father sent to him, is in us. That faithfulness of being faithful in the little, take care of your family. Your family is just not your your home. Your family is the ones that are around you, and there there's there's no telling me people I have in my life where I keep in relationship and I love them, but they haven't quite gotten it. They haven't quite gotten it yet. Some of them, you know, will, uh, will say, man, I've got this revelation and blah, blah, blah. And it's all because I'm connected to you, you know, but they haven't really understood what that really means. God's drawing them to a deeper relationship than just because, They're getting revelation. He's getting revelation. They're getting revelation because he's trying to draw them into relationship, deep relationship. That's why Jesus, you know, he does it with us. He's not, we don't get revelation just because he's a, he's like a slot machine and we go to him and he gives it out and then we walk away. All of that is trying to woo us into the deeper things of God to really know his heart. How'd you like to know how God moves and has his being? Man, how would you like to know what he's thinking? And when he thinks, you think. Imagine being that close. Well, you can. Have you ever been so close to each other that, or to someone that you look at them, you know what they're thinking? Well, you've come into a place of koinonia, you've You're starting to understand what's what's really is God. Don't slough it off as well. We're just good friends. No, the reason you know what they're thinking is now the spirit of God dwells between both of you. That's why you know what they're thinking because God's in your midst and you can't see it because you're just thinking it's just another relationship. But if you're faithful in it and not just slough it off, you'll see God and you won't just see God in a manifest form. You're seeing manifest and reveal himself in your conscious that he's been there the whole time. He's brought you a relationship that you've been faithful in, that you've loved with all your heart. So I know this is not the the story of or the teaching of walking in the spirit, but yet it is because we've got to get this foundation and many are there are, are lost a lot of, and lost means I'm not talking about just the people out there that are, that are heathens. I, I mean, there is a lot of Christians that are, have not seen the, the deep thing of why God came, not just to die for our sins, but to put us back together in relationship with one another in relationship with God, but don't let the this world make you a cane and you produce a lot of stuff that you can't let go of when God says, Hey, let's do it this way. It's going to be really tough. Be faithful with the little things. And if you're faithful with the little things and those little folks that you think are just, you know, they'll always be there, but you haven't been faithful with them. If you're faithful with them, you'll get more than what you've ever asked for. But if you want to be like Cain and keep producing, you'll always find yourself in a place of fear of poverty. I got to keep producing. I got to keep putting out. It yeah. works in business. If you're not faithful with the little ones that the ones that he's given you and be relational with them first, then even your business, is not going to flourish. And what I mean, flourish means there's not going to be a spirit that works with you. You'll be doing it yourself and you'll be a slave driver more than a shepherd. There's many, there's, I know one particular business owner that manifested that a long time ago and many did not know about it, but it was Sam Walton. He was all about relationship And it, man, it blew up a a, uh, five and dime in Bentonville, Arkansas. I won't go into it, but it was all about relationship. So, Lord, I just ask that you uh, continue to let us get this revelation of who you are and help us to follow your ways. When you say, follow me, let us drop the things that we've been producing and let's follow you and let's get with you, let's get in relation help us get in relationship with you and help us get in relationship with the ones that you know, we know you've put in our lives that we must cultivate if it takes us having to lose our life to cultivate love then so be it so be it love you guys hope you have a great day thank you for tuning in to God's stories please spread the word and about Jesus and be faithful with those that God has given you don't let the enemy push you in other places ask the Lord what he wants he'll show you the ones he's given you and you can do as Jesus did then you'll see a lot saved you'll see a lot of people come to the Lord Because you cultivated those little ones, that little group, those relationships that God has given you. And a domino, there'll be a domino effect in it. Just as Jesus' disciples were. Alright, we love you guys. Have a great day. Grace, Grace.